0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our forgiving Father, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the foundation of our forgiveness. Amen. Seven times. Can you imagine only forgiving somebody seven times? Whether it be a sin that is done repeatedly against you, or whether it be different sins over and over. But seven times, that's it hardly seems like enough. Seven times hardly seems like enough to be able to forgive those who sin against you. If seven times were all I had to forgive, I would have stopped forgiving people a long time ago. Brothers, sister, co-workers, other family members, neighbors. I would have told them that's all I had. Seven times, they ran out. I was keeping track of every single one. It's all the forgiveness I have left for you. Of course, I'd be mean the same boat because I can't imagine someone only forgiving me seven times either. I mean, I myself alone can think of thirty sins that I commit every hour. Not alone, you know, not counting the ones that I can't think of, not counting the ones that I don't even know about. And if someone were to tell me I only have forgiveness to forgive you seven times, I'd be a little a little upset. I'm not sure if Peter's talking about repeated sins, or I'm not sure if he's talking about different sins as they come against them, but either way, it doesn't matter. Seven is definitely not enough to offer the amount of forgiveness that we should be giving to brothers and sisters who sin against us. When Peter asks Jesus if seven times is enough, Jesus says, no, Peter, not seven times, but 77 times. In other words, Peter, you're not even close. Keep going. but the number that Peter pointed out there was not the problem. Right answer either. Peter could have gone to Jesus and said, Jesus, what if I forgive my brother 1,759,865,111 times? Is that enough? And Jesus would go to Peter and say, Peter, I tell you not that, but 77 billion. It was not the number that Peter gave. It was the fact that Peter thought he could count and quantify forgiveness in the first place. You can't do that. You can't put a number on forgiveness. You can't quantify it like it's a commodity that we keep track of day in and day out when we offer forgiveness to those who sinned against us. Forgiveness is not about a number. Forgiveness is about love. Forgiveness is an attitude that comes from the heart. Forgiveness therefore is also something that you and I by nature know nothing of. You and I by nature have no real love in our hearts. You and I by nature don't know how to forgive. If we're going to learn to forgive properly we need to find a source of forgiveness outside of ourselves. We need to find a source whose heart is pure and perfect and not messed up and tangled with the web of sin like ours is. We learn forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. Forgiving as Christ has forgiven us. This is why the parable does not start out with servant and servant or brother and brother. It starts out with a servant and his master, the king. Now, he owes his king 10,000 bags of gold. If you try to, you know, the, the, the Greek says denarius. And if you try to equate that to today's money, it's basically somewhere between, I don't know, billions of dollars. I don't remember exactly what the number was, but it was in the billions. This servant owed his king billions of dollars. A servant is never going to be able to pay back billions of dollars to his king. It's just impossible. As he stood before the king and he pleaded for time and patience, saying, I'll pay it all back. It was basically a lie to look for compassion. He couldn't pay it back. The king really had nothing uh, to be able to do. He only had one choice, and that was to take this servant and to get, throw his family and him in prison until he could pay everything back, sell off all that he owns until he finally had enough, or at least as much as he could get, the king looks at the servant and he, he does the one thing he can do. He forgives him. He cancels everything. He cancels all of that debt. All because of mercy. It's gone. Not because the servant did anything, but because the king had mercy and pity on him. Now, Jesus doesn't have to say it in the parable to, to have us know this, but this is obviously the greatest experience the servant ever had or ever will have again. I mean, you don't just get billions of dollars forgiven and then walk away unchanged. Experiences like this change people. They form you and they shape you. They shape your thoughts and your actions. You would think that this servant would have gone out and learned something from this but he did he was this fellow servant who owes him some silver coins which comes out to just a few thousand dollars if you try to translate that today goes up to him and he doesn't show him any forgiveness, doesn't show him any mercy or pity or patience but he goes up to him and chokes him and says give me all of that back, I want it back right now just give me time, I can pay you back it wasn't good enough took him through his fellow servant into prison until he could pay everything back. And when this got back to the king, the king was disturbed. He was disgusted. He called the servant to himself, and he says, you wicked servant. What is your problem? Did you not learn anything from me? I forgave all of your debt simply because you asked, simply because you couldn't pay it back. You had no choice you have learned something from that? should you have gone and shown forgiveness and mercy just as I did to you? You see? Did you see how the servant of the parable, who, who are you and me, did you see how a sinful heart is full of nothing but self-righteousness? Did you see how forgiveness is a foreign concept to sinners? nature was nothing of forgiveness and self-righteousness has taken over the heart pushing out love pushing out forgiveness pushing out any sort of patience that god has had with us and so when our brother and sister comes up to us and sins against us how easy is it to not want to forgive them the sinful nature come up with a thousand and one ways and then some we're not forgiving Their sin was personal, mine wasn't. This is the the X number of times that they've done this to me now. I don't have to forgive that. They they owe me. I shouldn't have to give them anything. They owe me for what they've done. Maybe we tell them we forgive them, but if we walk away thinking that we finally just got over a situation, we still harbor anger and resentment in our hearts. Instead of actually forgiving as Christ has forgiven us the sinful nature will get us to think that forgiveness is good enough for us but not for them as if somehow we we deserve forgiveness for our sins against our brothers and sisters and even against God but how can we even think that remember how great that first servant's that was how much larger it was compared to the second service it was impossible to pay back It was insurmountable how could we possibly on that kind of scale deny forgiveness to our brothers and sisters here in this world when our debt to our God was so much greater a lifetime of sins a lifetime of hate a, a lifetime of of denying everything that God is and wants us to be. we deserves nothing but to be thrown into that debtor's prison of hell. To suffer for all the debt that we couldn't pay back, the debt that was impossible, unimaginable. God had really only one thing He could do. He looked at you forgave you. Not because of anything we had ever done, but only because He is our good and merciful Father in Heaven, as Martin Luther says it. He forgave you. There's nothing that we could ever have done to pay the debt that we owed to God. But the goodness of the Gospel is that there's nothing we have to do. That that was paid back in another way. That debt was paid back by His Son Jesus Christ, out of grace and mercy, we see Jesus pay that debt back as He hangs on the cross and shouts out, "My God, My God, why have You forsaken Me?" You see that debt paid back as Jesus bows His head death and says, "It's finished." We see that debt, ex- uh, we see that payment accepted, and our debt completely canceled without worry. As we see Jesus rise again on the third day does God only offer us forgiveness through Jesus Christ seven times? Or maybe 77 times? By no means. If our Heavenly Father would only offer us forgiveness seven or 77 times through Jesus Christ, what a sad, sad life we would be in. What a sad state of affairs our heart would still remain in Time and time again, day after day, over and over, we fall prey to temptation. And we need to go to our Heavenly Father and ask for that forgiveness, to cancel that death. And He offers that forgiveness over and over, time and time again, day after day. He offers it every time we hear the sweet words of the Gospel. He offers it every time that we receive the Lord's Sacrament of the Body and Blood of Christ. Remember the forgiveness of sins we received in our baptism, as they were washed away through the Word and the Holy Spirit working together every single day, over and over. For every sin that you and I commit, that don't even know about, our Heavenly Father, out of grace and mercy, through Jesus Christ, offers us forgiveness that we can't even, in our sinful state, comprehend. There was a mission in New Guinea at one point and one of the missionaries was up front it was a a day of worship and everyone was coming in and he noticed one gentleman who sat down and there was a gentleman who walked in behind him and as that gentleman walked in behind him the person who sat down began to just almost shudder He, he looked almost nervous that's a couple of minutes he looked just fine again but the missionary decided to go ask him if everything was okay and he said, well, everything is okay now. It's just many man who walked in behind me and killed my father. And at first I wasn't sure if I'd be able to sit here and worship him. But then I remembered that he's coming to remember the Lord on this day just as I am. And that he's communing with the body and blood and saved by that precious blood just as I am. And in the middle of the service, he stood up next to that man who received the body and blood of Christ and that same forgiveness. And with the love of Christ, he was able to forgive his sinful brother as well. Paul said in our lesson today from Ephesians, get rid of bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. He says instead, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ. God forgave you. Those two men in New Guinea were earthly enemies by all means and yet reconciled to each other through the blood of Christ. The same blood that reconciled each of them to their heavenly Father. So what do we do when our brother and sister come and sin against us? We forgive them. And how many times? As many times as they come and sin against us. There's no number you can put on that. There's no no possible limit that forgiveness through the love of Christ possibly has. Because we have a new heart, a changed heart, a heart that knows real love and forgiveness that was shown us when Christ died on the cross to forgive us our sins. We know the love of God, which has no limits and no bounds, and we give as he has given to us. So we go and we forgive, not counting or remembering or quantifying as the sinful nature wants to, but we forgive just as Christ has forgiven us. Freely, gladly, often, and always. Amen.